Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your number one destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu and Yang Guang. And today we will be chatting about the top football leagues around Europe. And Fuyu, I'd like to start with you. In your opinion, between Serie A, the Bundesliga or La Liga, which league do you think will be the most entertaining this season and why do you think that's the case? Well, as much of a fan of the Bundesliga as I am, I think Serie A is the most entertaining because um, of the past the past few seasons, there didn't seem to be a single dominating team or a noticeable long-lasting rivalry. Um, for example, unlike in the Bundesliga where Bayern Munich have ruled the last decade and in the Liga where a classical between Real Madrid and Barcelona is getting old for me. It seems like things are changing a lot faster in Italy. And um, since the Juventus era has ended after their streak of nine domestic titles was broken, and there are a lot more teams that are, that can potentially fight for the title this upcoming season. Um, Napoli, AC Milan, Inter, and probably Roma and Lazio to just to name a few that came to the top of my head. So the field is wide open, and I think this season, things at Juventus are very interesting uh, because there's big changes in their squad for the new season. We've discussed the departure of Matthijs De Ligt, Giorgio Chiellini, Paolo Dybala, and uh, they've also, at the same time, got a few players, such as Angel Di Maria, Paul Pogba, and Philip Kostic. So that's a very strong midfield lineup, which I think could get Juve back in the game this season. Yeah, I think, you know, Juve have obviously seen a lot of changes, and then a couple of other teams like Roma and Milan and Inter, you know, they've also kind of strengthened. So I think, yeah, I tend to agree with you there that there's a few... Um, big teams in the Serie A that could be potentially competing for the title this season. I think it's definitely not going to be a one or two horse race. I think there's going to be at least four, you know, at the beginning of the season, I would say there's at least four or five teams that could potentially um, compete for the title when we get to the end of that season. And then Yang Guang, just from your side, between the Serie A, the Bundesliga or La Liga, which one are you looking forward to watching the most? Um, I guess it should be La Liga. Um, the big three Real Madrid, Barcelona and Atletico Madrid have all put more investment um, in the transfer window and brought some exciting players like uh, Robert Lewandowski, Antonio Rudiger, Frank Cassie. Um, I think the competition among the top three clubs will be more fierce this season. Barcelona must be more eager than ever to beat Real again in the domestic league. They have shown the potential to do so with that big win last season. Um, all they need now is a bit consistency. Atletico will still be a tough team to beat under coach Diego Simeone. So I think the title race will be more exciting compared to last season. And um, from the past few years, we could see some mid-table teams rising. Villarreal, Real Sociedad and uh, Sevilla really displayed some great form. Um, this posed some challenges for the current Big 3. Uh, for example, Sevilla's records against the Big 3 were 1 win, 2 draws and 3 losses last season. Uh, not, not that bad. 
Real Sociedad eliminated the Atlético in the Copa del Rey. Villarreal even made it into the Champions League semi-finals、uh, by knocking out Bayern Munich. So I think a professional football league can only be entertaining if mid-table teams can show、um, competitiveness and、uh, threat top-tier clubs. Like in the Premier League, teams like West Ham, Leicester are always troublemakers for the top six. The Foxes even. Took the league title in 2016. That's an unbelievable feat. And from the opening round matches last week, Liverpool could only get one point playing at home against Fulham. Manchester United were beaten by Brighton.、Um, from this perspective, La Liga is perhaps one that is rising in terms of the strength of the mid-table sides. Apart from the teams I just、uh, mentioned, Real Betis surprisingly finished fifth last season in La Liga, and they will be one of the three Spanish teams to compete at the Europa League. It represented a substantial growth of this team. Of course, the big three will still be dominant in the standings, I suppose, but、uh, but their results will largely depend on how they will deal with these mid-table teams and.、Um, Avoid losing too many points against them. Yeah, it seems like you know the mid-table teams in La Liga have really strengthened and, and improved over the years. And、um, funny enough, we've seen you know the top three or the big three、um, kind of lose a bit of、um, their strength at the top of the table in terms of you know running away with all the points.、Um, you know, we've seen some high-profile departures from Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Atletico over the years, and and they have brought in some players. And of course, Real Madrid have been dominating in Europe recently, and Barcelona have made numerous signings. Although, you know, over the coming weeks, it should be interesting to see if Barcelona are able to register all of those players that they've brought in.、Um, I think there's still a couple of players, the likes of Lewandowski, Franckesi, and、um, you know, one or two others that are still not registered. So it'll be interesting to see how that situation progresses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think、um, the La Liga season this season, I think I agree with you, will be dominated pot-、uh, potentially by Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, and Real Madrid. But I think some of those mid-table teams、um, could give them a few problems as the season progresses, like we have seen、uh, in the English Premier League over the years, but not so much、um, in La Liga. But Yang Guang, just staying with you, of the teams from each of those leagues, which ones do you think have a genuine chance of challenging? Um, the recently dominant English teams like Manchester City and Liverpool in the Champions League.、Um, I don't think the top clubs in leagues other than the Premier League would be the challengers here.、Um, rather,、um, English teams must prove that they can be equally competitive、um, in Champions League games as in domestic matches. It's like、um, ahead of last season's Champions League final, almost. Everyone estimated that Liverpool would win it, but they turned out a game largely controlled by Real Madrid.、Um, of course, English teams are always Champions League contenders, but in terms of the chances of eventually winning it, I would say they are on the same level with、uh, the, the elite clubs of other leagues.、Um, I mean, look at the English teams at the Champions League this season: City. Liverpool, Chelsea, and the Tottenham. I have to say, any of them is a fifty-fifty against teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona,、uh, Bayern Munich, or PSG.、Um, perhaps Italian teams may lack the strength here in the European competition. They were really under par in the 
past a few seasons, but、um, other top clubs in Spain, Germany, and、uh, France, I think they do have high hopes of winning it.、Um, actually, I'm very curious of how PSG will finish the season next May. They were、mm. surprisingly quiet this summer transfer news after retaining Kylian Mbappe.、Uh, they have hired a local. Manager who has never coached a non-French club in his career, Christophe Gaultier, and、uh, he also mentioned that、um, they should do more、uh, from transfers before they truly start the season. Here is what he said ahead of the season's league.、Uh, On that, yes, we wish the arrival of a new striker. I repeat again, with a very busy calendar until November the thirteenth, plus the World Cup. Obviously, we wish this arrival.、Um, for me, I don't really see a real upgrade in their squad、um, so far compared with last season and、um, Lionel Messi is one year older.、Um, but if their front line can stay healthy and the Three stars can carry more defending duties. They are potentially a title contender in Europe. Also, as a Bayern fan, I wish to see a strong season of them.、Um, Bayern Munich. The signing of Sadio Mane and the、um, De Lichts. I think they have made the squad more balanced. The opening victory against the Frankfurt showed that、um, Bayern's attacking power. Wasn't damaged that much by the departure of Robert Lewandowski, and、uh, Mane had、uh, great chemistry already with Gnabry, with Müller. De Ligt also displayed his bel-、um, ability on the defensive side and、uh, how reliable he can be. So I really、um, look forward to Bayern's Champions League season after they covered some loopholes from last season. Yeah, I definitely tend to agree with you. I think you know、um, a lot of the European powerhouse teams are would probably be considered the favourites against some of、um, England's top two teams, particularly the likes of Manchester City and Liverpool. Because as we have seen in the last season, you know they would do well throughout the regular season, and when it got to the knockout stages, then all of a sudden these teams with experience in the Champions League, like Real Madrid, Barcelona,、um, well, not Barcelona, but Um, Bayern Munich,、um, and you know teams that have great pedigree in the Champions League, they they tended to upset some of the the bookies' favourites, let's say like Manchester City and Liverpool. So it'll be interesting to see if some of those English teams can actually develop the mentality of getting through those knockout stages once again, and you know getting going all the way. And yeah, with PSG, you know Messi is one year older, and they haven't improved that much, but I think. I tend to agree with you there. They've got one of the best front lines, if not the best front line in the world. So if they can stay healthy, they are always a contender. So yeah, I think besides the Premier League teams, the likes of Bayern,、uh, Real Madrid, PSG, can definitely cause a few issues there. So it should be a very interesting Champions League season. And for you, just from your side, any other teams that you think could potentially、uh, challenge for the Champions League besides the English teams,、um, or do you tend to agree with?、Um, Yang Guang's assessment there with the the European teams that he think、um, could potentially go all the way.、Um, yeah, I have to say, 
actually Real Madrid are already giving Premier League teams a run for their money in the Champions League.、Um, when it comes to the top club competition in Europe, Real Madrid are the ultimate team. And、yeah. I think if there's anyone who can stop Premier League teams, it's gonna be them. Like they already did last season, getting past Chelsea and Liverpool to win the Champions League title. And apart from the quality of their players, I think mentality is really a funny thing. And for a team like Real Madrid that have gone through so many tests, they've matured into a team that can still release their full potential, even. If they're under pressure, so I think that's what distinguishes a championship team from those that are just there to have a go. And、um, Real Madrid have still got Karim Benzema. He、mm-hmm. seems to have gotten better at the Ronaldo-less Real Madrid. So despite his age, he's still in his prime. And、um, the recently in the Super Cup, he just scored to help Real win the title. So、um, this new season, there are a lot of things that'll help Real Madrid continue to win Champions League titles, and I I also like how Yang Guang described them during one of our previous chats.、Um, that's Real Madrid have got the Champions League gene in them. So yeah, I think、um, they will always be a favorite to challenge for Champions League titles. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I read a quote from Karim Benzema the other day, and he said, "You know,、um, I've just kind of changed the way that I've played since Cristiano Ronaldo left. I think people underestimated how critical Karim Benzema was, even during those Cristiano Ronaldo years. I think he was responsible for so many assists for Ronaldo, but now that Ronaldo left, he's kind of taken on the goal-scoring responsibility, and it just shows what a great player that he is. That he's been able to adapt his game." And always consistently been able to contribute to Real Madrid, no matter what role he's been, you know, told to play. But speaking of Real Madrid, their coach Carlo Ancelotti kind of touched on an issue that we haven't really discussed yet. And he, you know, he discussed how the coming season could be affected, of course, by the FIFA World Cup that is taking place this year. See, it will be a strange season. We, I think, until.、Uh... The the start of the World Cup, we are not going to have a lot of problem because the player are focused. The player that are going、uh, to the World Cup, they will be focused for sure to be ready and fit、uh, for the World Cup. I think that we have to look when the player are back from the World Cup. This is the the doubt that we have for this season. Until the World Cup, I think we don't have a lot of problem. And then for you, just staying with you,、um, you know, of course, we're talking about other leagues besides the Premier League around Europe and how they could potentially be very exciting this season, and you know how a couple of teams can be、um, competing for the Champions League title, which we have seen over past seasons. You know,、um, teams outside of England dominating in the Champions League. But in your opinion, which leagues and teams are the most popular in China, and why do you think that is the case?、Um, okay, I think La Liga is the most popular. First, because of the scintillating rivalries between Real Madrid and Barcelona during Ronaldo and Messi's era at the teams, and、um, I also think these top teams in Spain do their marketing really well.、Um, yeah. For example, they run social media accounts in China, offer give giveaways, and they tailor content for Chinese fans while also selling their merch. Um, and for the past few seasons, Chinese people also had their eyes 
in La Liga because of Wule, who was with Espanyol for a few seasons. He was the only Chinese player in Europe's elite leagues in the past few years. So you can understand how much of a uh, how big of a deal that was. Um, and Chinese Chinese Super League team Shanghai Ports just announced the return of Wule. Um, this season, and hopefully this time he will bring a flavor of La Liga to the CSL. Yeah, so it's interesting to hear how national team players had an impact on, you know, it determined which leagues were popular in the country. It was similar in South Africa where, you know, one of our best players, Benny McCarthy, went to go play in the Premier League, and he was one of the top scorers in a couple of the seasons. He was, you know, behind the likes of Didier Drogba and Wayne Rooney and Cristiano Ronaldo, and that definitely generated a lot of interest in, in, uh, from South Africa in the Premier League. So it's interesting to hear that a Chinese national player had a similar impact in terms of generating support for La Liga. And it's also interesting to hear that the likes of Barcelona and Real Madrid have social media campaigns and marketing specifically for the Chinese market. I think that's quite a smart move considering how many people are in China that are potential uh, customers. So it's pretty smart from the, the Liga marketing um, teams. And Yang Huang, just from your side, which leagues and teams do you think are the most popular in China? Well, from what Fu Yu said, um, La Liga, yeah, um, I think Ule's joining Espanyol did have a major impact on the popularity of La Liga. But um, their games are too late. Um, their games are always like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in China. So um, that kind of... Um, compromised their popularity. Uh, but I know La Liga, the live broadcast games using the way that um, Hollywood uh, film, filmmakers ma- making the movies. So I, I think that's one of the factors why La Liga games look so smooth and uh, beautiful with some kind of, you know, style, like, like watching movies. Uh, but f- for me, I, I think... Young generation fans in China, um, their favorite is still the Premier League. And it has the most ex- exposure with the most number of stars and best coaches in the world. Premier League games are um, fast in rhythm, um, exciting to watch. They are all factors to attract the fans of Generation Z. But for a quite number of football followers in China, the Italian Serie A is still their favorite, I think, especially AC Milan. These supporters started to watch Milan games or um, Italian national team games since the 1990s when Serie A was in its best period from the Van Basten era to the later years of uh, Maldini, Inzaghi and Shevchenko, Kaká. It represented the best of football memory of many fans in China. Um, nowadays, you can still hear voices from these fans that they hope to see the resurgence of Milan. And the last season when they truly did it by winning the Serie A title, I saw so many people post on social media to share their joy. It was a dreamy moment for them. Yeah, and it's definitely good to hear that um, numerous leagues are popular in China and that, you know, there are fans watching various football leagues because I think each of the leagues that we've been discussing offers plenty of entertainment in different ways and you get to see world-class players across all of the leagues. So it's fantastic to hear that, you know, numerous leagues and teams in Europe are popular in China. And um, Yang Wang, just staying with you, in your opinion, which leagues 
you know, from the leagues that we've been discussing, um, which ones do you think have done the most compelling transfer business so far? And take me through which teams and players are the most exciting in your opinion. Uh, well, let me start with the team. Surprisingly, my favorite buy-in is the biggest spender so far in the transfer market. Uh, with 140 million euros, is the most buy-in has spent since 2019. Um, buy-in has been known for keeping its financial sheets looking very healthy and is keen on signing players on relatively acceptable range of prices. And I guess management now is aware of that. Nowadays, you have to spend more to strengthen the team, especially for a team that is aiming to win not only in Germany, but Europe, their biggest target this season. Um, But in terms of the leagues, other than the Premier League, I would say La Liga is still a market magnet, especially for rising stars. Um, the signing of Germany by Real and uh, Rafinha joining Barcelona shows that the Spanish league, especially the two giant clubs, are still attractive to young players with their history and influences around the world. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, I think um, from Bayern's side, I think the big spending has been interesting because, like you said in the past, we've seen them sign players for relatively low fees that went on to become very very successful but that model seems to have changed you know with the with the ever-changing um dynamics of the transfer window and just the ridiculous amounts of money that has to be spent to sign you know not just decent players but world-class players so i think Bayern are you know i think they've spent money on the right players and i don't think any of the fees have been too ridiculous i think the fees kind of match Mm -hmm. the product that they're purchasing and um, I tend to agree with you that it seems like a lot of um, young talent now seems to be heading to La Liga as opposed to big established names. It seems like a lot of those names are now heading to the Premier League. So it'll be interesting to see in the future if La Liga is able to um, regain that you know tag of being able to sign all of the Galactico players. Um, Barcelona, I suppose, are doing it at the moment, but they seem to be having um, financial issues in Real Madrid have been very, very conservative this window, but that could all change um, in the coming seasons. And we hope, well, you know, for Barcelona's sake, that they are able to hang on to those fantastic signings that they've made Mm -hmm. and, you know, they can become a team that are really fantastic to watch once again. For you, from your side, any names or teams that have done some outstanding business for you in those leagues? Um, Yeah, we've been talking about Bayern Munich. Um, compared with their deals in the past transfer windows, um, I think they've made some bulk purchases this summer, and they did capture some exciting players. Apart from Matthijs de Ligt, who I talked about last week, um, Sadio Mane has really proven that he's worth the money and the hype. Um, first, as a um, as an attacking player, he's got the speed, the strength, yeah. and he's flexible. Um, in Bayern's opening Bundesliga game against Frankfurt, he kept the whole squad alive. And it seems the goals, uh, the moves came very naturally for him. So it's no surprise that Bayern boss Julian Nagelsmann sp- spoke so highly of him. Also such an important player because uh, we need his energy. When you see him on, on the with the with the fans celebrating the victory, also the, like, the, the style he's playing between the lines in combination with all the other players in the offensive row. He's a really, really uh, polite guy. Uh, all the all the players love him, so it's so important not only for scoring, but uh, it's it's also important for him to score, and uh, we're happy about it. 
I think Mane joining Bayern as the African Footballer of the Year also adds an extra layer of glamour to this already very successful team. Like Oliver Kahn said, they've never had a player with that title, and Kahn called it an honor for the club. Yeah, I agree. I think he was a fantastic signing for Bayern, and because Bayern have so many wide players already, I'm hoping to see... Well, firstly, of course, we know that all of these wide players and centre forwards, you know, tend to interlink and, you know, switch from going wide to going central. And we've seen it at Liverpool, we've seen it at Bayern, but I'm still hoping to see Sadio Mane kind of evolve, especially as he gets a little bit older into an out-and-out centre forward. And I think that will really benefit Bayern. So I'm hoping to see his continued development as a player and into a centre forward at Bayern. And then I think him up front the likes of Coman and Gnabry and Mane um, going down the wings, I think Bayern can really become a a, a phenomenal European force once again. And I think they've got a great chance this season of going all the way in the Champions League. And that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And we always love talking about European football and we thoroughly enjoy talking about um, the other leagues in Europe, namely the Serie A, Bundesliga and La Liga. It should be a fantastic season ahead of European football and of course there's also the FIFA World Cup to look forward to thanks again for tuning in and we will be back next week with our latest topic 